the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayley here. Brother Rufus is over there. Rufus, the one and only. Over there, over there. Rufus Edmonston with his uh, flaming, well, they're not flaming green. They're kind of an aqua. Not sure about the sides of them, those glasses. <laughs> well, they're the designer ones, <laughs> Dollar Tree. <laughs> Dollar Tree, I know, but they look nice. Very nice, yeah. you know. I, I like that you change it up. Well, when you get my age, you can do a lot of eccentric things. <laughs> yeah, and get away with it. Wear purple sheets, <laughs> blue shoes. Wear purple sheets? Well, sleep in purple sheets. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Satin sheets. Oh, you thought I was going to go into the clan business. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> that was not on my mind. And Gerald Adams is here. Brother Gerald, how you doing now? Good morning. I'm doing good. All right, now. <laughs> Did you say Gerald? Gerald. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, you. Uh, the first time I heard that was you said, call Cheryl. <laughs> oh, yes. That's I said, Cheryl. Mountain production. Uh, pronunciation. pronunciation of I'm sure we, Cheryl. we do in Nash County, too, so it's, it's all over. It's all over the place. And I'm sure they do a night deal. Cheryl. Gerald. Oh, yeah. Gerald. Yeah, yeah, one syllable. One syllable. Don't have to D, move. D, you, D is silent. You don't have to move your mouth either yeah. to, to talk. And and it's not Jerry. You know, for some reason. Oh, somebody people, calls you Jerry? No, but lots of people from the Northeast and Midwest to a name Gerald go by the nickname Jerry. So I've had people say, well, do you go by Jerry? And I said, no. <laughs> Well, but, it could be it could be jury. But I've been asked that a hundred times, probably. Yeah, I was in Nashville. Uh, I was Michael. Uh-huh. I wasn't Mike until I got up here. Oh, and then well, usually uh, it's the other way around. Usually I the know. people's to Mike. Then once they get famous like you are now, yeah, then yeah, it's Michael. yeah I'm real famous. <laughs> well, uh, Hall, of, Hall of Famer. Fame? Oh, absolutely. I am, I am that. Yeah, yeah. We we know that for sure. That wasn't fake. But you know, it's not on the website. They haven't put the 2022 class up there they haven't put uh, the four of us we, on that list you uh, need to point that out to well them. i don't know i don't know <laughs> we're pointing we're, it out right now well maybe maybe it really didn't happen now rufus you were there did it did it really happen well there there were people up there cheering for you they i were? saw you ascend the dais 
and I heard a good speech. I thought I blacked out because I don't remember the applause. <laughs> and you I came was... back to the to the uh, seat, and your wife Melissa touched your hand and said, "Proud of you." Well, she said that. Good yeah. gracious, you got a good. You got uh, that on video memory. or recording? I do, I do not remember that. Yeah, I remember the chest pie and the tenderloin. <laughs> oh, it was so good. Not tenderloin. Uh, uh, what did we have? Tiny little, tiny little. It was a nicest steak in the world but any rate it was a great meal that's i do remember the meal <clears throat> i do remember the people but uh it's it's not on the it's not on the website so i think it's on facebook a minor detail to minor be straightened out <laughs> i know but you you, you you're not sure because somebody pointed it out to me i had at, that it are you sure you got in <laughs> were, that's just were, those that are jealous they Mike. were kid, they were just kidding but uh yeah i'm but, certain uh, it was someone in the radio yeah. business that pointed that out to you yeah that's just a rotten bunch you know that <laughs> just just all jealous and and mean and eccentric i wouldn't say that i'm holding up my hand <laughs> i'm not every I'm, everybody was real proud that their favorite, as my wife calls it, denouncer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> won the award. That's me. I uh, yeah, and, and Bill Leslie and Mick Mixon. That's good company, Mike. Yeah, and um, Wanda from uh, WXII. Mm-hmm. And, gosh, gracious me! All right. Well, you you didn't take yourself seriously because nobody else does. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. That's true. But I am very serious. Uh, around here during the week, this is the only time I break out during the, during the week. I'm I'm real serious because I have to concentrate. One time, I, I was pontificating about something. She says, "Well, don't take yourself so seriously. Nobody else does." <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to bring you down to earth, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you're all you're all fully fully yourself. You're. Your attorney general and your mama just tells it like uh, it is. Yeah. Well, 919-860-9783. We have a call for – we might as well take this early call from Rock em Out, as uh, Bart <laughs> Rittner used to say. Lewis, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm in blue heaven today because, as you know, I'm from a Duke family. My dad went to Duke Divinity School and became a Methodist minister. And you knew him when you were. A kid. I sure I did. Church. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Musser was was the best of the best. I really appreciate that. He really and was. My my Duke Blue Devils are going to the finals tonight. I want to let you know. I saw that fabulous photograph you posted. The most coaching talent you could ever see in one photograph: Dean Smith, young Coach K, and the great Jimmy V, all sitting at one little table. Where did you come across that photo, Mike? I. You know, I I just it just I just kind of happened upon it. I remember it. A News and Observer photographer took that. It's like eighty six or eighty seven uh, before the it was either before the season started or I think it was before the tournament. Maybe I don't know. But they were yeah. There was a dinner. It was before a news conference. Oh yeah, and to see them all together in one place like that, phenomenal. My friend Randy Shackelford from Nashville sent that over to me. Yeah, I know Randy. Duke. I've always loved NC State because of the great Jimmy V. Yeah. And I was lucky enough to get a a 
part in the film about him called Never Give Up, the Jimmy V story. Uh, I played an ESPN courtside producer, and I got to interact with John Saunders and V in the film. But get this, Jimmy's daughter, Jamie, will be coming to Rocky Mount and giving the keynote address at a women's leadership conference at the Rocky Mount Event Center March 30th. Well, I am so thrilled to be able to see her. She is a wonderful person and she I'm Facebook friends with her and oh, yeah? she had I, she didn't had never seen this photo and she uh see if I can find her post on here. Not sure I can in time. She is a rock star. She said, never seen my dad look that serious. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, let me I see if I can uh, show Rufus. And... Sign my, uh, I have an invitation to the screening of Jimmy V, or rather, Never Give Up. That was It was screened at the Ed Sullivan Theater in New York. Uh, all CBS brass was there, lots of sports figures. Uh, Cindy Valvano oversaw that production. Anthony Lapaglia played V to a T. Yeah. You know, Jamie was just a little girl when that film was shot. I know. They must be so proud of her I know. looking down. Well, she puts, she puts really, she put uh, one of my favorite photos of Coach V was, was with Frank Sinatra. And you talked wow. about, talk about, he, he said, I was producing his radio show when he won the national championship, or when they won the national championship. And he said that he was sitting on the plane flying b- back, and I guess he was in coach. And uh, he was dozing off, and somebody ta- uh, tapped him on the shoulder, and it was uh, Jack Nicholson. <laughs> he was, wow. They were flying to New York, and and uh, Nicholson, I guess, was in first class, and he popped back there to say hello. <laughs> yeah, who who was the star on that plane? Jimmy V, that's who. Yeah. And Frank Sinatra and Jimmy, two paisanos. Oh, my God. By gosh. the way, check out the current edition of Our State magazine. There's a letter in there from me about working with Andy Griffith. Uh, I, now I'm forever connected with Ange through Our State. I'm really proud of that. Absolutely, so, as you should. Yeah. But, yeah, thank you so much for taking the call. I'll be representing Gold uh, Eagle Heights Films. The uh, outfit of Nevada, where I do the narration of the P fifty one Mustang, that's in post production now. Come out later. Look forward to, to hearing that. And I'm going to the tournament tonight. I'm going my my wife and my two uh, children. We haven't done anything together in in a long time, so we're all going to the championship game. Yeah, that's a pretty nice night out. It's a really nice <laughs> night out. Well, I want you to know this old Carolina boy, Lewis, will be pulling hard. For the Duke tonight because yes, I'm sir. all for any North Carolina team, and uh, I'm proud of Duke. Uh, well, my wow, son, that is so graceful of you to say. <laughs> <laughs> what else can I say? <laughs> yeah, uh, I made Shashevsky uh, one time uh, an honorary Attorney General years and years ago. And uh, he seems to be pleased with that. I don't know whether he's uh, tried to arrest anybody or not. <laughs> I don't know what if he carries that badge. Yeah, <laughs> he, he is. He is just. I think they're going to air his entire uh, interview from WRAL tonight at seven. If I'm not mistaken, they're going to air that thing uh, that they did with him, uh, the complete interview that Deborah did. With Deborah, him. beautiful Deborah Morgan. Yeah, so what a nice a person she is. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. All right, Lewis, you take it easy, buddy. 
All right. <laughs> yeah, go Devils. I'll be everybody rooting for them. Rocky, everybody in Nashville says, hey. Hey, yeah, hey. <laughs> Lewis, did you hear about our trip? We did. Rufus last, and I went down. Week? down uh, it was not week before last for, for, with to um, and had lunch with Cliff Joyner. Did you, did you do the uh, Doug Stalls barbecue over there? No, we went to a place, uh, I don't know if it's called the bookshelf or the library or something like that oh, on Main right, Street. Yeah, right yeah. there on Main Street. Yeah, really yeah. good food. That homemade what? chicken salad wrap. Mm. and Good, good, good. Yeah, boy. Be All right. Funny. Take All it right. easy now. You here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go devil. All right, buddy. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, Lewis's dad was... When I was growing up, you know, the Methodist ministers stay at the most eight years. Well, his his dad, when I was a little kid, his his dad, uh, Mr. Musser, was the preacher at National Methodist Church. So we go back a long way. Yeah. And then they moved to Rocky Mountain. Rocky Mountain, he was uh, pastor at Inglewood Methodist, I believe it is. So anyway, uh, Phil is in Durham. Phil, good morning. You're on WPTF. Hello. Hello. Yeah, this is Phil from Durham. I've got two garden questions. Well, that's appropriate. Uh, yeah, that's right. I know very little about basketball. Uh, uh, they're totally unrelated. One is how do you fertilize a pecan tree? How do you fertilize a pecan tree? Yeah, I was told it needs fertilizer, or it might benefit fertilizer by a. All right, you, you need uh, really pecan fertilizer, which is really high in zinc. My father, when I was young, we had a row of pecan trees down across the front of part of our farm, and he used to buy red devil lye, which is super high in zinc, and he'd go out to the canopy, however how wide the drip line and he could go about every 10 or 15 feet, dig a hole, put a box in there, and keep going around them. And at, we've had, we used to just have a wondrous crop of pecans. But you, you can go to your better garden stores and find what's listed as, as pecan fertilizer. But you see it's going, to be a, it's going to be a different number. It's not going to be like a 10-10-10 like a, your normal type granular fertilizer yeah, is. I'm sorry, I guess I'm going to put it. Around the drip line, around the tree. Right? Yeah, well, any what whatever you're buying, you want to broadcast it. Basically, you don't want to dump it all at the base of the tree. You want to broadcast it around, you know, pretty much what inside the drip line. Uh, all and the way to the trunk? excuse me, from the drip from the drip line to the trunk. Yes, yes, and you want to water it in or do it on a day when it looks like it's going to rain. You don't want it to lay on the ground dry for a week or two. And there is some grass. Is it going to kill the grass? No, no, it's not going to kill the grass. All right. All right. That's very helpful. Question one. Question two. This is even probably silly. We have this plant been in our family for 60, and it's been handed down. Now it's going down three generations. And it's some sort of philodendron. Mm-hmm. Uh, has large leaves, big as a, uh, a, a, a frying pan, you know, each leaf like that. And there's, there's these flocks in the leaves. There were different colors you say with variegated. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. You say it was a philodendron. Yes, yes. Okay. okay. Indoor it's, plant. It has flowers, for lack of a better term. I'm not sure exactly the term. But here's the thing. It's now the base of this plant. It's an inside plant, obviously, in winter. And it's the base of the plant, the diameter of the pot is 
24 inches across. It's in a concrete pot. You move it around with furniture down. It has a, uh, a, a canopy of five feet. So it's a significant plant, and it's five feet tall. So it, you know, it takes up a, a good chunk of a room. And it has three stems in it. And I'm wondering, the stems look like they're so woody that they look like um, almost like the bases of pineapple. I don't know if you know what I'm talking yes, about. Yes, about yes, I'm familiar with it. And it's just chock full of roots. I mean, there are roots all over. I mean, if you look at you can't see the soil anymore. It looks like roots. And these roots are as big around as some. Right. Some air roots, but not too many. My question is, can I, is there a way to subdivide that? Yes, but you would have to have something really sharp to do it because you're you want to go and like say you wanted to separate one from the other two, uh, go yeah. equidistance between the stems, and you may even have to have like a short uh, handsaw, like you would cut a wood limb off that's got their long sharp teeth because you don't want to tear those roots apart. You want to make like a clean cut. Uh, all, all the way through it, and you know, like you're cutting out a piece of pie, kind of. <laughs> but um, sure, that, sure. that, yes, so that, that yes, that can be done. So I just take this thing out of the pot and then just cut it in half with a. Yes, you could you could do pot. that. You could split it right in half, put the other half back in the pot, add some good quality pot and soil, pot you up a new one. I have used and, a hatchet. Okay. Yeah. I can have two, right? I mean, I yes. Two. Yes, most most certainly. And the and good news is. That particular type plant is happy being root-bound. Some plants are not, and that's one reason it's probably done so well for you for so long. Okay. And how do I um, – when do I do that? I was planning to do it. I go outside under a shady tree in the summer. Uh, I, I would go ahead and own and do it at any time. I, I, think, you, I think you're fine to do that now. And it, and it would help that plant after you've separated it to be able to get it outside some. Okay, so do I? I guess I guess, I guess if there are three stems, I can cut three. To, and do I have to water it more than I see normally when after I subdivide it, subculture it like that? Uh, a little bit to start with, one to get the new soil to settle and to get any kind of air pockets, but not maybe for the first couple of weeks. Then after that, you know, just like you've been watering before, should be fine. Okay, well, I haven't been watered quite a few. I just inherited I'm not exactly sure about how one does that either. I yeah, I, I would suspect on that particular plant is probably, do, is it in that concrete pot? Does that concrete pot drain? Does it have where water can get out of it? Yeah. So if, if that's the case, I, I suspect that you're probably only watering it, you know, like every, once every 10 days or something. Probably the less. Yeah, every every ten, ten to fourteen days. One thing you do not want to do, if whatever kind of saucer you've got under the pot collecting the water, don't let that stay full of water, because it wicks it back up into the bottom of the pot and keeps the bottom of the pot wet, and they that doesn't make them happy. Okay, so I need to have a good gap up there. All right, well that that's been very helpful, and I should work. I don't need to fertilize that right away. No, no, they they do not require much fertilizer. In fact, for them. Most of the time, I use Epsom salt, uh, which is magnesium sulfate, a tablespoon to a gallon of water, and I just water it around the, you know, like I was watering the plant is how much I apply, and I probably wouldn't even do that once a year. Oh, okay, not much. It's yeah, what? Regular good potting soil. Yes, long good good draining potting soil. One tablespoon.
teaspoon of Epsom salt per gallon. Once a year. And the liquid, pour on it. Don't sprinkle it dry. Yeah, I got um, So there's zinc pecan fertilizer. Is there a place around where I can buy that? Is that very common? I would think that uh, at most good garden centers, you you say you're in Durham. I'm not as familiar. Yep. There are southern states in in Durham, or I know there's. Uh, I'm trying to think where the garden possibilities. It's iffy finding it at the box stores. Uh, so okay. I don't know that you would yeah, find it at Stone Brothers and Bird. Uh, Durham Garden Center might be able to help you. I don't, I don't know. They might be able to point you in. Direction. I'm. I'm not uh, as familiar as I should be with Durham either. I think we did a remote one time over at uh, uh, F, not F, Southern States, mm-hmm. and they had that was in uh, Chapel Hill. Oh, it was oh, Carborough. Okay. Carborough. Yeah. yeah, I think that was. Oh, I there. Yeah, I would. I would be really surprised if they didn't have it. Yeah. Bill Friday used to shop there. And usually it comes in a really small bag. I've bought it in five pound bags, ten pound yeah. bags. So you don't have to buy like fifty pounds of it. Yeah, that's right. Well, how much of it do you put around? Uh, you would want to take. Uh, how how big's the tree? Uh, two stories tall. So it's a pretty pretty mature tree then. If if it's oh, that. Yeah, it's sixty years old. I mean, you're you're going to broadcast. Uh, off of that, I wouldn't be surprised if you wouldn't put out five or ten pounds. You, you you're going to probably put out you know, ten fifteen I mean, big handfuls. Yeah, I two them side by side. Okay, and and when would I do that? How often would I do that? Uh, I've never done it. Generally speaking, once a year, and usually uh, as it's starting to leaf out. Excellent. So I'm having this opportunity. Yes. So you're getting you're getting pretty close to. It seems like things are running a little early this year. But but normally I would tell you the month of April you would be fine. You know, first of April. So it's an Easter tour, sort of. Yes. All right. Okay. Well, thank you very much. And you've been very helpful. You're All right, Phil. Thank you. Bye. Bye. 919-860-9783. 919-860-WPTF. At uh, Daylight <coughs> Saving Time. Yeah. yeah, I know. Especially when you have to get up. I get up at 315. That means I'll get up at uh, 215. Yikes. Yeah. It, uh, it messes Which you up. Is- Pick one and leave it. Pick one and and leave it, and uh, it doesn't matter. Really, doesn't matter to me. I think I've read most doctors that I've read who've commented on this at Eastern time is best. Standard time is best, uh, but you know, daylight saving time uh, is is fine. The daylight's just kind of redistributed. <laughs> doesn't matter to me a bit, but don't. Don't change because it it really does mess up your your body clock, and people have wrecks and you know just get sick. It just it just messes you up for several days, no matter what. We'll uh, talk to Linda in Johnston County coming up after the news here on WPTF. Again, the number is 919-860-9783. Mike Rayleigh here along with Rufus Edmonston and Gerald Adams on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 837. Mike Rayleigh here along with Rufus Edmonston and Gerald Adams, who is uh, kind of oversees the Centennial Campus and uh, the Chancellor's 
residents, and uh, how many hundred acres is that? Uh, well, the Centennial Campus is a thousand acres, but two hundred acres of it is the golf course, and we don't have much to do with the golf course, so only eight hundred. You, you gotta, you gotta. <laughs> I've told you many times, you've got to figure out a way. To... And they're building on it just as fast as they can. Yeah. We are our site that we have and our shop in. Rufus, you got uh, your phone's talking. Yeah, I swear to God, I tried to turn it off. When uh, we are been told we've got to relocate out of our temporary site, I think by the first of June, because they're gonna start building on it. So it's a lot going on. Well, where are you gonna go? They're gonna make us another temporary site, not far from where we're oh, at okay. now. Well, uh, where are they gonna make you a permanent site? We are supposed to. Uh, when you turn in that first left coming up from the farmer's market, yeah. uh, that uh, there's a athletic field that's kind of down low right when you turn in on your left. That's supposed to be our permanent future site, but I don't know when the plans yeah. are for that to get, right. to get going. Looks well, like you're getting closer and closer to my home. <laughs> yeah, we're, wor- <laughs> we're working our way towards Rufus. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that – that's a whole lot more responsibility than uh, the governor's mansion grounds. It, well, it's a lot bigger area. A lot bigger uh, area. Not, I guess, not responsibility. Uh, but uh, yes, it is is a lot, lot bigger area. I went by and checked on our. Uh, we we gave the governor's mansion a uh, Ruby Falls weeping red bud mm-hmm. last year as a gift, and uh, so. That's planted out there at the southwest gate, mm-hmm. Jones and Blunt, and it it's looking good. It's small, but it's it's looking good out there. And we used to you used to be a big uh, probably was an eastern red bud that sat in that corner. That finally time and some of them big oaks falling on it finally got the best of it. But that used to the big eastern red bud when we used to light it up uh, for Christmas, wrap lights all around it. Yeah, that was a, that was really sharp looking there in that corner. Now the the northeast gate at Person and Lane, there is a flame uh, flamethrower mm-hmm. red bud mm-hmm. that looked really it was small, but it looked really good last year. Yeah, that's uh, that's one of Doctor Denny Werner's, I do believe. Say, yeah, it is. It's a beautiful tree. You, you've seen uh, flamethrower red bud, haven't you, Rufus? Oh, absolutely. The leaves oh. have uh, several you know, yellow colors. and red, and different shades of red. And I need one, in fact. Yeah. Have you got a sunny place for it? Well, I'll find one. (laughs) (laughs) If uh, I find a square foot somewhere vacant, I'll do it. There you go. Linda is in Johnston County. Hey, Linda. Hello. Yes, ma'am. How are you? Uh, Doing good. How can we help you? I have some questions about uh, uh, shrubbery being yellow, and it looked like it was the leaves were yellow uh, at the beginning of the winter, and so I feel sure it's either drying or <laughs> uh, result of last uh, of the summertime on it. What kind of shrub is it? Well, uh, one main lo- one that I'm looking at is uh, Cape Jasmine, and they're usually pretty hardy. So I wondered what I didn't. So you say it's yellow instead of brown. Uh, right. Yeah. So evergreens, I know, at some point drop leaves. They turn uh-huh. yellow and drop leaves. I know people worry about azaleas sometimes doing that. I haven't looked at them, but yeah. uh, 
I have some other shrubs, but I don't remember which other ones have. It's mainly the Cape Jasmine. Yeah. So Gerald, uh, they is it been, is it pretty? Has it been there a while? Not a new one. Is a real old one, and one has a fairly recent, uh, last several years, I'll say. Uh, any anything out of the ordinary happen around it? I mean, somebody power washing a fence, or you know, things. Well, uh, the oldest one is near a downspout. Uh huh. And I wondered if that had anything to do with it. Well, if it's at one, I would been concerned about that with a new one because you just don't know. But if the tree has been there for you know, I mean. Shrub and all has been there for years and done well. Uh-huh. I mean, we've had a fairly wet winter, but not that much wetter than plenty of other winters that we've had. Uh-huh. Uh, so that uh, I, I just don't think it would all of a sudden happen. You would have had problems much sooner if that had been the issue. Now, sometimes if you've got something newly planted, that's one of the first things you think of is, oh, is it is the soil just staying too wet, not draining? Because there are not many things that are happy in, in poor draining soil. Uh-huh. Uh but I would since is, is this the first year that you've like noticed issues with it? I mean it's looked oh, good yeah. up until now. It's, all of it. It's usually pretty green. Yeah, so I would would think that's probably not uh the issue. Um if if you're not him, having other things going on around it, uh, I mean if it's a matter of it's just going through a shed then it should start to green back up for certain as we get into April and May and the weather is warm, warming up and it would be trying to put on new growth. Uh, have you fertilized or done anything? In no, that, that... I wanted to, uh, but it was too near the winter time, and so I was. that's what I was wondering is some Maybe some 10-10-10 or something Yes, help it. a little bit of that. I would maybe wait until we get into April. Uh, we're, we're having, looks like another little cooler stretch, and I see a night this week is maybe going to get 29 or 30 for the low. So I'd probably wait to the 1st of April okay. uh, and sprinkle a little bit around it and make sure to, to, to water it in or, you know, either do it a day when it looks like it's going to rain right. uh, so it doesn't sit there dry. And see, and, and, you know, I'd give it 60 to 90 days. Do you look, look closely at the bark on it? You don't see any, like a canker or a place or where something maybe is bored? Uh, uh-huh. And to examine that closely uh, to see if it looks like sawdust on the ground up under it where something could be born in it. I mean, that's the next probably thought uh, if do you have some kind of insect problem that's put the plant under stress because when a plant gets under stress, that can force it, you know, to the leaves to discolor and start to drop. Well, Leather, have you scraped back the bark a little bit to see if it's green? No, I haven't. I, I would always do that. I I have a gardenia that that's done that way, and I thought uh, a little bit more than usual. And I scraped the bark yesterday, and it's green, so I'm not going to worry about it. Okay, I hadn't thought about doing that, but I, I will try that. And I'll... but but if you physically look at it and you don't see anything on the stems or all out of the ordinary, uh-huh. I think there's a pretty good chance that it's going to. Uh, it's just for age or whatever the reason. Uh, decided to do some shedding and, and dropping and, sh- and should green back up. But I would I would fertilize it, and I would keep a close eye on it. Uh, and, and just maybe do that in April? Yes, ma'am. I, I would probably give it a couple more weeks, and I think you're, you're fine then. Okay. 
And um, let me see. Mm-hmm. I had another question. I usually write them down, but I didn't this time. Uh, but I'll call back when I. You do that. <laughs> you you do that, Linda. No problem. Well, you, Linda, do you like the Conway Twitty song, Lying Here with Linda on My Mind? <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, my husband's name was Rufus. Oh, oh goodness. So well, he was a good one. Rufus and Linda. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is, well, that's, that? that's what it is with me, Rufus and Linda. That's right. Right, yeah. Well, okay. did he did he survive? You, you know that I've often said that my name spelled backwards is Suffer, <laughs> F-U-F-U-R. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, but uh, the, today is our annual barbecue uh, uh, meal that we have down at Strickland's Crossroads for uh-huh. the fire department. Yeah, and uh, we are known to have some of the best in the county and elsewhere. All right, uh, take us on a trip now. Tell tell us how to. Get- Tell us how to get to Strickland's Crossroads for folks who are not familiar with that. Okay. Uh, it's the uh, Four Oaks address, but it's out in the country, uh, down 701 South. And um, it's, um, if you come through Smithville, it's, uh, let me see, about 10 or 11 miles out of Smithville. I'm not sure on that. I yeah, you're on the other side of 95. Uh, ninety-five. You take seven hundred one south. Yeah, and okay. it's about halfway between uh, Smithville and Newton Grove. All right, Linda. One other thing: looking at the look at the leaves closely. Does it have like any like black kind of suit suit on them that you could rub off on the leaves? Because I, I have had. <clears throat> some gardenias in the past that white flies would get in too bad. And when okay. they stick that little needle of theirs in there and suck out the juice, it leaves kind of a black, smutty-looking stuff on the leaves. And if they that goes on long enough, that can put them, you know, really under stress. Uh-huh. So just look at the leaves. You can It's highly noticeable if you see it's almost like ash. And if you touch it with you, it gets all over you, it turns your fingers black. Okay, so ta- I haven't looked at it. That ta- ta- take a good look for that. And if that's the case, you probably will have to use an insecticide to treat for that, or you can use the uh, safer soap and spray all over them. But usually they're not that active until the weather warms up. Okay. Uh, but they could have done started that damage the end of last summer, uh, and it's taken it this while for you know to materialize and stress on the plant, leaves to turn <coughs> yellow and starting to drop and all that. But take a good look because that will take something other than fertilizer to cure if that's the problem. Okay. I will check it more closely. I, I haven't checked it that closely. And, and usually you see that down in the plant. It's not so much the very tip leaves, though it can be on those, but look closely down in the plant. And, and you obviously will see the black on the leaves, and when you touch it, it's almost like you can rub it right off. I, I treat that, Gerald, with horticulture oil. Yeah, that's that's one of the things you. But you've got to you, you've got to catch them when they're active, and they would have went dormant here in the dead of yeah. winter when it was so cold. But uh-huh. with these seventy and five and eighty degree days we've been having, that that might would have woke them back up a little early. Okay. Well, I can't wait to tell my wife that I I have heard of another Linda and Rufus. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Linda, very much for calling. Thank you. 
Yes, ma'am. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Uh, Steve is in Gardner. Steve? Hey, guys. Hey. Hey, Steven. How you guys doing? <clears throat> oh, pretty good. Well, I intend to work in my garden today. Good for you. If the wind, of course, the wind's going to be howling. Yeah, but the, you know, there's at least you're not in Mitchell or Avery, uh, Clay counties up in there. That's uh, north of Asheville. They got, and I guess farther north, they have a winter weather advisory yeah. up there. So, so it won't be so bad here. Yeah, it's still gonna be chilly though. Oh so, yeah. Anyway, I want to get some yard work done, um, and I've got the strength to do it. So, yeah. well, just put another that. layer on. Huh? Just put another layer on. Little... <laughs> yeah, layer up. There you go. You better do it today. Tomorrow doesn't look good. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow. I know. That's why I want to try to get as much done today as I can because it's supposed to be nasty tomorrow. That's a good idea. I bet uh, your daylilies, Steve, are about a foot tall now, aren't they? <laughs> what? Your daylilies are about a foot tall. They're getting there. They're getting there. Uh, I've got a lot of new growth coming up. I'm in the process of cleaning up the beds and getting as much of the weeds out as I can. And uh, I just wanted to call and remind everybody that March 14th is our next Daylily Club meeting at Powell Drive Community Center. Uh, doors open at 6.30. The meeting starts at 7. We're going to have a uh, one of our club members, Robin Hugh, uh-huh, is going to present a, a program on roses as a companion plant to daylily. So he's going to do a combined thing with daylilies and roses. So that'll be interesting. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But anyway, it's uh, at Powell Drive uh, Garner. Community Center. It's easy to find. Uh, if you got a GPS, just put Powell Drive Community Center and it comes up. Very good. Uh, other than that, you know, you guys... We love listening to you, and uh, keep us in mind. Keep us in your prayers. Please. Sure will, Steve. I just want to call and remind everybody we got a meeting this week, this next week. And let me remind you that daylight saving time starts in the morning. So before you go to bed tonight, you set your clocks forward. Well, with the way my schedule is right now, I won't notice it. <laughs> That's good. That that, uh, that I, I I'm hoping for that one of these days. Uh, I just I won't I notice it. Five, six hours straight sleep, but I don't. I sleep at the most uh, two hours. Yeah, I understand. And, and my As you get older. Me up, so, yeah. You know. That's all right. It's amazing what uh, modern medicine does to you. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Bye, Th I love you guys. Thank you, Steve. All right. We are listening. All right, bud. Bye. You know, despite these chilly days, uh, this is one of the prettiest times in the Triangle. It certainly is right now because everything's so early with all the blooms, but it's also a time when deer and rabbits can do quite a lot of damage in our gardens. And there's nothing more infuriating than waiting all winter for azaleas to bloom only to have the flowers devoured by hungry deer. And it's so disappointing when bunnies... Eat that tender foliage of uh, newly emerging perennials. Don't let that happen. Protect your garden with I Must Garden repellents. 
Eyemus garden repellents are made with natural ingredients and botanical oils and will keep the deer and rabbits from eating your flowers and plants. Eyemus garden repellents are simple to use, long-lasting, and don't need to be reapplied after every rain. They're available as sprays, granular, and money-saving concentrates. Eyemus garden repellents are sold at all local garden centers and hardware stores, just like Nelson's Garden Hut in Fuquay Verena and at Southern States in Carborough. And while you're there, be sure to check out all the other Imus Garden repellents for moles, voles, and squirrels, snakes, dogs, cats, and more. Protect your garden today with safe and humane repellents from Imus Garden. All right. Uh, we don't need to take another break, do we, Jason? Do we need to? Okay. Well, let's go to uh, Marty in Raleigh. Good morning. Good morning, Marty. How are you? Rufus, Gerald, uh, what's the other fellow's name? My name is Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We've got, we got Gerald. <laughs> yeah. I forgot him. I forgot, I forgot Mike. Yeah. Dead gum. <laughs> you, you know why it's a good idea to put tonight, put a clock under your bed? Uh, Why? then in the morning you'll make sure you're on time <laughs> well i get you wake get to, up on time too i get to sleep in in the morning maybe uh 7 30 tomorrow oh uh, well yeah uh i have a question about some zoysia grass it's zenus zoysia and it's in my backyard and it should be brown right now but every year and i put pre-emergent out and i don't have any problems with broadleaf any any broadleaf plants or anything but every year, wherever that zoysia is thin, and right now it's about a third of my backyard, I have what appears to be a, a, a winter rye that comes up and lasts until it gets hot, and then it will die. But it's gradually overtaking. I mean, you know, this has started slowly and is really spreading across all of my zoysia. Is any idea what that might be? I didn't know that rye came back. Well, there is a perennial rye, but there, there's also poana, uh, and that could be what you have because it has a annual bluegrass, mm-hmm, uh, and it has a uh, very powerful, tiny little seed head. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if it ever gets to that seed head, well, let's put out a gazillion of them for next year. For it to, to germinate and come back, and, it, and pre-emergent doesn't work on it. Uh depends on the timing of the application and all that. Mm-hmm. I know that when we have to, those particular chemicals we have to use to spray it out, it can be an issue in fescue, uh, and sometimes you can have it in your fescue seed when you sowed it, and not realize, and mm-hmm. it doesn't take much disturbance of the ground. Lots of times you come in and aerate aerate an area really good like you're getting ready to sow uh, fescue and boom the the that annual bluegrass will beat the fescue uh mm-hmm. up from that so i mean that's the only thing that comes to mind if indeed it continues to be a larger area each year but now does that annual fescue so so it will die back in the as soon as hot weather comes, it dies. Yes, it it, it does not. It will not make it through hot weather. Just like if you were to sow annual bluegrass or, or and most of the perennial bluegrasses, you know, you get into eighty-five plus degree weather and it checks out. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right. On you. So 
I should keep it. I should mow it and not let those. Yes, that, that's that's the first thing off to keep yeah. it cut, keep it to cut low, and you can look around. There there are a number of herbicides that you can spray to kill it that would not mm-hmm. affect the zoysia, but okay. you the, okay. it's not just your your regular you know two four D or something like that. You're gonna have to get a little more into it, and you probably. Off the top of my head, I, it, it doesn't pop in my mind which one we have sprayed on it in the past. Uh, but right. it's a real problem in the fescue uh, when it comes up because it'll take over an area, and that's all it is. And then when it dies out, you don't have any fescue there. You don't. Uh, well, and yeah, you've got, bear, just, you've got a bare spot. I'm afraid it's just choking out you know, the roots of my zoysia while my zoysia, zoysia is dormant. Yeah, I, it... It shouldn't do that because if you got a good stand of zoysia, that's a really thick rhizome root that you know should be spreading underground and should get so happy and spread so much. One thing you may want to look to do if you've got some of those thin areas, spot fertilize those areas when we get into maybe May and that zoysia has really greened up and starting to move out, and we're having those nighttime temperatures that stay seventy and above and maybe you can get that zoysia to fill in. You don't necessarily have to fertilize the whole yard. If you fertilize the area that's thin, that where the areas are thick at, it'll, like, it'll run to the food, run to the fertilizer, and maybe fill those areas in a little quicker. Well, that makes sense because about two years ago, we had a dry creek bed installed in our backyard. Mm-hmm. So it was the, the zoysia was disturbed around that area. That's where most of this is coming from. Yes, that's what's happened, and and that's yep. what if you can get in the summertime that zoysia thicker in that area, I think the zoysia may work in helping to choke some of that problem out for you. Well, now let me tell you, I kind of cheat when I fertilize my zoysia. I use a hose in Miracle Grow. I do it every two weeks. And Mar- uh, Marty, we've got to leave. We've got to go to news. So you want to hang on? Well, just you know, tell me if that's a good or a bad idea. It's, All right. it's okay. Miracle Grove. All right, we got to go. I'll we'll we'll talk about it after the news. Here.